Welcome to Eurovision Division, the podcast where we listen to every song in this year's Eurovision before this year's Eurovision. For today, I am your host, Mira, and I've listened to all of these songs several times. Uh, and I'm your co-host, Jeroen, and I have listened to all of these songs before Mira did. <laughs> oh, ooh, very cool of you. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I was there first. You were there first, but I was there better. Then I shared them with you, and, and now you have opinions. Now I have opinions. This is the first time that we're doing a little, you know, recap episode, because this is also the first time that I've really, you know, had a playlist to listen to yeah. uh, that I actually did listen to. Mm -hmm. Most uh. years I'm like, okay... I've listened to all the songs. I'm gonna listen to my favorites a couple of times, and then the actual contest is gonna happen, and then I will forget about everything that happened. Yeah, it's like it's like we go through some songs, and some will stand out, and the rest will not. But this uh, and, been... and it's the ones that stand out that like you're like, yep, yeah, I, I listen to these. I listen to Sarah Hat uh, and nothing else. And Only yeah, that, Sarah. That makes sense. But this has been such a banner year. Yeah, but if I hadn't given you the playlist, you might have ended up only listening to Fuera Flama. I mean, I still kind of did that. I yeah. still kind of only listened to So I'm just saying that that's a little, little peek into that kind of situation. Well, I mean, don't spoil my ranking, because I did make notes on everything. I have my final ranking. Uh, we're gonna go through every song very quickly, one more time, and you're gonna tell me uh, when they're gonna perform. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Mr. Gerber for making this this sorting tool uh, that has been used by Eurovision fans for many years and, and doing it every year. It's a very useful tool to rank your songs that you have used to, to do this. We both use it every year, and it's... it is a great little tool. It's a great and it, it puts you in a very danger, very precarious uh, spot sometimes of being like, I don't know how to pick between these songs because they are not comparable. Uh, or I love them so both, difficult. or I hate them both for completely different reasons. Uh, I always struggle, and this year was particularly hard on that. I could not get through it this year. It was so difficult. But, I mean, you have gotten through it. I did. You have, you have a list. But so. in the end... I did. <laughs> I am I am here for it, baby. Number 39. Yendrick with I Don't Feel Hate yeah, for Germany. I, I, I can see I that. I cannot is. fucking listen to this hateful shit. I mean, it's. I guess it's not hateful, but I feel hate that's when the, I yeah. listen to this well, that's song. That's on you. That's your problem. That's on me. I know that that's a me problem, and I know that Yendrik probably wouldn't be too bothered by that. Which is good. Which, which is, is good. Like, that's a good attitude to have. Um, I will say, I also have this very low. Uh, for me, the reason is also I cannot listen to it as a studio cut. I think this one is made to be performed live because the chaotic energy of doing this in a single take makes it work. Uh, he did this at a pre-party, and it was just super chaotic and fun. Um, and I was like, oh, this is really impressive. But, like, I just don't like listening to this as a produced song. I, I made this ranking after listening to the studio recordings many, mm -hmm. many times. So there's definitely some songs that I'm gonna like better live. That's just how the contest works. That's not the ranking I made. It's last place, and we are uh, gonna have to accept that. 
I also, you know, change my mind on things constantly, oh, all the fucking yeah. time. Um, Donna Immobile. That is me. I am the Mobile Donna. Number 38, Matahari. Hey, there we go. <laughs> by Fendi for Azerbaijan. Let's not, you know, waste any words on this. It's a bad song. Number 37. This one, this one hurt me. Number 37. But I have to be, I have to be strict. I'm gonna grab my notes here okay. for the first time. I think I did write something. You have this. made notes, but you've made them out of order, it seems. I made them in the order of like them coming up in the ranking website. So, so like sort it, of alphabetically, but not really. But not really because it was like, oh, this versus this, and yeah. then I would listen to both of them and write them. Interesting. Okay. Underneath each other, but I wrote them down on paper, so it was <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> afterwards like copy paste everything in the correct yeah. order. This is me. I like analog things. Who's at 37? It does make things harder in my life. Number 37, sadly, is Voices. Oh, okay. By Tusa for Sweden. It sucks. Oh my god, it's so bad. He's straining and the song isn't good. And there's the and there's the lyric, you're shooting like the star. The star you are? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so far, we've had one direct qualifier in Germany. Uh, we've had uh, Matahari in the first semifinal and Voices in the first semifinal. Oof. Um, it, Dire. It, it might be... Uh, I think Sweden is at risk in the contest as well here of not making it. This song features the only time that I can remember that a key change has made a song worse. Number 36, and I've already started changing my mind on this one since I made this list. Okay, but you know. It is Ukusapiste with the lucky one. (laughs) (laughs) And I started changing my mind because I have started singing it. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the way that you start singing songs like that, it's like a it's like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Or like a Italian syndrome, I should say. <laughs> Where it's just like, I've I've grown accustomed to this melody, and so now I like this melody. That's not, no, that's you not don't. the case. Like, yeah. No, you don't. It, he's a craven creature, and the song is very much like, oh, my ex-girlfriend is so crazy, my ex-girlfriend is such a bitch, he didn't, didn't understand my man pain, and it's like, ugh. That sucks, but also, it really wouldn't be Eurovision without a bad man song. It's true. So I appreciate it for that. And, like, looking at bad man songs of the past, this is a pretty good one. I, okay, that's fair. It's not as good as Pioneer, which is, you know, the as origin good, of as my As good haters. as Pioneer? It's not as good. So you're saying Pioneer is still a better song? Pioneer is still a better song. So I still hate Pioneer. I was just going to say that you were... Um, Very negative about Pioneer. That was the start of my Eurovision journey when I wasn't familiar with the tropes that come back every year. And, and, you, were, now and I, you were called out for being famously a hater. I was called out then for being a hater and I own that. I was a hater, and I still am. Uh, and as it as it seems, you do feel hate. When when is the lucky one? Semi-final two, and performing in second, which is usually the worst spot you can put a song in. Yeah, that doesn't sound. Uh, as in as in songs performing in second in a semi-final usually don't come last in that semi-final, but they often don't qualify. 
Uh, let's see if this one qualifies. I feel like it might, and I kind of hope it doesn't. 35 Amen by Anna Soklich. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Um, we've got we've got a we've got a a first semifinal here performing also second. Her voice is so yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a bad song and it's a bad you. Our analysis of songs in in the where does the you fall? And we have to name that. Yeah, um, there should be a name for that. We'll workshop this, but essentially. Especially if you didn't listen to the episode, uh, the point is that like when a song uses the word you, there are different meanings that that word you can have. It can be an audience or it can be like, you know, the, the general you oneself. It, there's, there's different layers. The thing is that if a song says me, that me also has to mean the audience. I'm not interested in a song that is not transportable to me. Right. If there's a you and a me, then you don't want to only be the you. Yeah, exactly. That's not interesting to me. That doesn't make me feel anything. We watched uh, we watched Eurovision again for 2019, uh, and there's there's Tamara Tadevka's proud, which also has yeah. like this is this is me, and thanks to you, I'm proud. But she is saying, tell them to say that. I think that one is the most confused with pronouns of like any song I've ever heard, and I don't know why it did so well. It, it did so well! It's genuinely not a very well-written song. I forgot how well it did! But that's two years ago. We are in the present. We got uh, Slovenia at 35. What do we have at 34? We have Fallen Angel by Tix. Oh, okay. I know. The, the, the number 33 is Love is on My Side by the Black okay. Mamba. I was like, well, Fallen Angel is just the worst song, and I hate the singer. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole story around uh, around Fallen Angel that doesn't really work. Uh, it just doesn't isn't properly communicated. Yeah, I, I I say I hate the singer. I don't hate Ticks. I just feel like you know he hasn't been marketed well. Meanwhile, the entire thing is branding, so it's very strange that like if if that's the whole thing that you're capitalizing on. You should be doing it better, I feel. And I don't give a shit about the little backstage romance he's been having with Effendi. Hey, I mean, you know, they're both trash, so... <laughs> they deserve each other. Well, number 33, I already said, is Love is on My Side by the Black Mamba. Uh, oh, when is... when is? Tears? We've got Fallen Angel in the first semifinal, and we have Love is on My Side in the second. With this song, though, with Fallen Angel, I did write down, you honestly love to hate it. It is the thing that we kind of love where there is so much wrong about something that we become committed to fixing it between ourselves. Yes. Like we had this with uh, Wonder Woman 1984 a where it was, was such a bad movie, but the ways that it could be fixed into like a decent movie were so obvious to us that we could not stop yeah. talking about it. I have the same thing with Fallen Angel. It, it is so fun to dislike it. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a large thing that I do like about Eurovision a lot of the times is, like, acts will come with stuff that doesn't work, and I like to figure out what doesn't work and why it, like, why they made this choice instead of a more lo a choice that appears more logical to me. And you'll get that a lot at Eurovision, because it's, it's, it's artists making staging choices and, like, whole delegate, like, three minutes doing something there that just doesn't quite work. 
And it is compelling to be like, why why does this not work? What could have changed to make this work? Yeah. Or, or how would I have done this? I, I That's very fun. Oh, um, and also about the you-me thing. He starts off yes. singing to you, but then he begins singing about her. No, he begins singing about her, and then he moves to you. Yeah, and she it's said, like, she's so far out of this world, no way I could ever be with her. And then he says, I know heaven's your home, that's where angels belong. I'm like, whoa, 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 is it she or is it you? Like, uh, once again, pronoun confusion, that I'm just like, it's not hard to do it the same way the entire way through. I don't get it. Number 33. You got a me on this one, I feel. Love is on my side by the Black Mamba for Portugal. This song would be... Listenable if it was performed by literally anyone else. I swear to God, Ugu Saviste could do this song and it would be better. <laughs> it's true. I'm right. When he goes, no, 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 I don't think Ugu Saviste could do this because I, I, this is a, this is a complete tangent. But there is a video oh, no. of Ugu Saviste doing Blackbird by the Beatles. Oh, God, and it is absolutely the worst thing on the internet. <laughs> I have to see that, but I mean, I can't imagine it being worse than the live performance of Love is on My Side by Black Mama. I can't. Physical cringe. Like, Pedro Tatanka's mannerisms are very particular and they are not appealing to I... us, right? Like, the song is the song is a very, like, vintage, old old speakeasy vibe, and I can see how that, like, is, is appealing. It's like you said, this song is not bad. I the song is I would, pretty good. I would understand if this qualifies from semifinal two, because I think the song is decent, it's nice, but to us, the performer, the, like the central performer, is just not appealing. When he starts riffing, I want to rip my spine out. Maybe like, not. The maybe not it is the worst <laughs> thing. <laughs> it kills me every time. Folks, we're going to get more positive as time goes on. It's only going to get better. Um, 32 is Spain, you know, Foya Cadame. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. It's Spanish. You can speak Spanish. I can't. I fully can't. Remember when we went to Madrid and I had a panic attack every day because people tried to talk to me in Spanish and I was like, ah, it's too fast. Voy a quedarme. Thank you. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, I don't think you're wrong for this. Like, this doesn't need to be high. Uh, I don't know where I would put this. Uh, of course, this is an automatic qualifier, and I think this is in with a shot of being, like, number 26 in the... Like, I think yeah, this might come last. Yeah, I think my, this... Maybe in, in not at zero points Oh, song? no, I don't think so. I think this is going to get some points, but I don't think it's going to do well. 31... I'm not, I'm not sorry. 31 is Jumikas. Okay, I was waiting for it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, all of, all of the previous songs we talked about are worse than Jumikas. I can admit that. Right, yes. I hate this song. Ah! Just fucking kill me! Why is this so popular? I... It's Why? Hard, it's hard to explain, isn't it? Um, I think I think it's like we said on the episode, Destiny is very charismatic. She is a great vocalist. Uh, all true! She is... The song allows her to be, like, funny and sassy, which is fun. Uh, it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's upbeat. 
it's it's fun, which is what people like and what people want. I just don't think it's at all good. I don't think it's bad. I I don't have I don't think I have this particularly high either. But like it's. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it that's specifically... I mean, it's Electro Swing, which should die. Oh, okay. If you're not a fan of that, then, like, that that will... I think I will be able to like Electro Swing again in, like, ten years if it comes back. I don't think it's, like, dead forever, but it's dead to me right now. <laughs> I also think it's, like, badly produced. Like, I think it sounds bad. Guys, be better at listening to music. I mean, it's just... isn't good. You said this to me off off air I think it's just that like there are so many better more interesting more well produced songs this year that it does feel like it would be a bit of a shame if it goes to Malta even though like I I'd be happy for her and I'd be happy for Malta. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's near the best of songs for me. It's definitely not a top 10 for me. Yeah, I, um, but, I'd but be I, very disappointed if this won, but then I would also get excited about going on holiday to Malta next year. Yeah, so like if if it has to if it has to be Malta that we're going to next year for the first like Eurovision, that's okay. Number thirty, and now it is crazy that number thirty is to me the point where I start kind of enjoying the songs. Okay. Number 30 is Amnesia by yeah. Roxanne. It would be good if it wasn't so fucking repetitive. Yeah, but it's weird how it feels so repetitive. What I still don't fully know why that is. Nothing changes. It really just repeats musically, lyrically, tonally. Like, it, it, is, it is just yeah, the, it is same the same concept. You're right. Constantly after the first minute. I like the message of it. I like the lyrics as much as there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think it's good. I have actually grown to like it more. I was kind of like eh on it, but the more it goes on, the more I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty decent. I think my problem is that I do still keep kind of forgetting that it's in this Ooh, contest. Yeah. 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 I think it's one of the songs that is that that falls prey to that the most. Like it's the one that I just kind of forget about. Um, both both Romania and Malta are in the first semifinal, with Malta closing the semifinal. First semifinal isn't great. Huh? We're in the twenties. Number twenty nine. Latvia. The moon is right. Oh wow! I forgot that we hadn't already had that. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was great on the first listen because of the sheer like power of it. Mm-hmm. It does not hold up on even a secondary listen. Yeah, it's it's she once again we got a force of personality in Samantha Tina who has tried to represent Latvia many times, won the competition last year, was of course chosen to to come up with a new song this year. And so I'm very happy to see her at Eurovision. I just wish that it was with something a bit more competitive. I don't know if I don't know if the chaos quite transcends onto the stage performance. I don't know how it's going to do. I don't think it's going to do particularly well. But like it's oh, got really it's not. got something there to like because I just think the like yeah, the the sheer uh, force of it and the audacity of, of making this song is commendable to some extent. Absolutely. Number 28, The Ride. 
Firefall. Right. This is pretty. This is. I mean, we're starting to get into the so I want, songs I, that I like. I wanted to say this is pretty high, but I mean, it's still twenty-eight. That would still miss out on the semifinals. I'm disagreeing uh, with myself here. I'm looking at my ranking, and I'm. I think I should switch twenty-seven and twenty-eight. I think the ride should be higher. But let's talk about the ride. Let's talk about the ride first. We're getting that in the second semifinal. I want to see a wind machine on stage for the ride. For the ride i want him I to be in like a gale <laughs> i mean it's absolutely the same rhythm as lemon demon's man-made objects and greg fillingan is behind the mask oh yeah we, it's... we i was looking for it and i compared all the songs that's that's what it is it's, it's just that, the it's exact rhythm. same rhythm and the same kind rhythm. of sound it's a good rhythm it's a good rhythm and it's 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 that kind of sound that you know we like so there is something in this song to like even though it's kind of not good kind of it's like you know what this what kind of song this is though this is disney's a whole new world what <laughs> it really is if you look at the lyrics it really is just I can show you the world. Let me take you on a ride. Let me take you on a ride in my flying car. I feel like it should be a flying car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. On a magic carpool ride. On a magic carpool ride, we're going to work. It actually kind of slaps. No, yeah, absolutely. This is fun. It's um, a fun song, which is why I am disagreeing with my own ranking here and um, placing it above Dark Side by Blind Channel. Okay. Actually. I was so excited about it. Mm-hmm. They completely fooled me with aesthetics and sound. Because I was like, yes, this is the sound that deserves to come back yeah. for a bit. On a real listen, I can't listen to it anymore because it is just such a heinous, not like a glorification, but a trivialization of self-harm and suicide. It's gross. It's very flippant in a way that it's like, I don't think you should be like making light of it like this. Yeah. And I don't want to be too like, ooh, the, the moral outrage, I'm the value police, right? Like, no. I think you can make songs about many things, uh, I, but I think... It's quite juvenile. Yeah. And to some extent, that could be, like, fun to be like, oh, this is just, like, this kind of young attitude where young people will be, like... I'm gonna live. Um, um, Death isn't real to me. Death isn't real to me. I'm gonna live forever, but also I want to die. Very happy tree friends. And, yeah. But I always hated happy tree friends as a kid. Like, the premise being, I'll shoot myself in the head for this song, and I'll be fine the next day. Like, (laughs) to do it again. It's like, no. You're not gonna respawn. That is, yeah, that is quite a real thing, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, it's... It's a little unfortunate because I think the the whole aesthetics of it it's it's very fun, but it's like I said I fi- yeah juvenile and a bit lame because of that. Number twenty six set me free. Let's not talk about Israel right now. Yeah, not on the podcast. Number twenty five. Now we're getting into all the songs that I genuinely like vibe to. Okay. On number twenty five, so it's a really good year. Number 25, Adrenalina. Okay, yeah, it's uh, opening the second semi-final, Adrenalina. Okay, that's a good opener. Yeah. That's a good opener, especially having seen her fucking outfit. What is that? It's a lot, isn't it? What is that? I have no idea. I couldn't... I can't, How is she gonna dance in that? I can't tell you more that... Well, it's a, it's a headpiece that she can take off. Okay. <laughs> 
It's not like she's stuck in there and she has to be wheeled on stage. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Adrenalina is fucking great. That does remind me of when in 2013 you had missed the first 10 seconds of Ukraine's Gravity in which Zlata Ognevich is in a very tight-fitting, like, mermaid dress and you saw her just standing in place moving around and you were just like, how could she move in that dress? How did they get her on stage? Did someone have to carry her on? And you missed the first 10 seconds in which she was, in fact, carried onto the stage by a giant man. <laughs> like, <laughs> biggest regret of my life. That you were, you said like that as a joke, and I was like, no, yeah, yes, she did. She did get carried <laughs> on stage. Yeah, I looked at my notes right now to see if I had any hot takes on Adrenalina, and I really just wrote down. San Marino never disappoints. It's true. Even if they don't bring Ser hot level delight, they bring something for me to like. I just, for me yeah. to enjoy so much. I just, I, I do think that, like, as a banger, you know, as that kind of song, it's lacking a little bit. And I think that's just because it has 10 writers. Yeah, but it sounds like it has 10 exactly. writers. And that's, it's just so f- and that is, that is funny. Yeah, exactly. This is this is funny. This is great. It's great. Let's go to North Macedonia for number 24. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, high. Yeah, I stand. It's pretty high. On a realist... I know I, I was a little harsh on it, but on a re-listen, it does hold up. I think it, does, I think it has like a half chance of making it also. With putting it at 24 is like not unfair. I think it has a half chance of making it out of semifinal one. Yeah, if, if he really fucking sells it. When he says crack. Yeah. And his voice cracks as he and says crack. And his voice crack. cracks yeah. as he says crack. You gotta love it. That is storytelling. That is storytelling. That is acting. At some point, the, va- the backing vocals. I love the backing vocals in this song because they like support him so well when he sings like, oh, they don't know about you or something. And they come in and go, they don't know. <laughs> it's. Something about that is very delightful to me. And yeah, it's a song about how being queer is literally the best thing ever. And I have to agree. Queer people think about themselves and how they live. They're just more thoughtful. Yeah, because your happiness is something that you have to like figure out more. You know, you have to figure out what makes you happy and to really commit to that uh, I think I think there's a lot of certainty that comes with the queer experience, even though it's often like characterized as as a very uncertain kind of kind of life because you do have to fight for a lot of things. I yeah, think there's, but a, lot there's a lot of personal of soul ser- yeah, searching. Exactly. And um, I think this captures that well. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's a nice it's a nice ballad. Uh, very good. Very good. Number 23 is Karma by Albania. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was right when we listened to it the first time. I said, I will appreciate this more on a re-listen. Mm-hmm. I was completely right. I listen to this all the time and it slaps every time. It's great. When is Karma? Uh, we have her in the second semifinal, in the second half of the second semifinal. That's a good place for her, I think. Let's move right on ahead to, to number 22, which I've given to James Newman with Embers from right. United Kingdom. I love it. Light up the room. Yeah. Light up the room. It's, it's fun. It's funky. 
I love it when like I'm doing something upstairs and you're doing something downstairs and we like move across like the stairway at the same time and we stop and we stare at each other in silence like as a joke for an uncomfortably long time and then one of us will start singing sometimes I know my fire burns low it's great it's great it's fun it's uh, so funny it's a good track it's got some we talked about it yesterday it's got some good lyrics like it's not too basic it's it's it it's still relatively basic but the lyrics are well written well composed this is clearly a thought out thought out good song yeah the, it it is it doesn't go for the most obvious lyric a lot of the time. I really like We're Cool Under Pressure. It fits very nicely into the song. Like you said, it's a well thought out song. It's only on number 22 and not 21. Um, I think 21 is kind of same quality of song, but it's only 22 because someone has to punish the UK for sending Electro Swing again. And it's me. I'm punishing the UK. You can't keep doing this. Is this electro swing? I think it's kind of electro swing. Oh, I don't think it's very swingy, is it? It's like brass, brassy, think, swingy, think, funky. I think I think brass funk sounds are like just just quite popular now. I don't think a lot of other brass sounds made it to Eurovision this year. Uh, so it, it it is quite unique in that. Um, I wouldn't call it electro swing. It's electro swing adjacent. Sure. And I feel like the UK shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, even, and I'm going to say, like, even in the best situation... Not after what they did. Even in the best situation here, putting it at 22 is, is pretty good, like, overall in the ranking, you know? But they are an automatic qualifier, and that, like, they are automatically in the final and even yeah. if they come 22nd that won't feel like oh they did very well uh it's a very strange kind of thing you know in order for the automatic qualifiers to feel like they've done well they need to come higher than someone who qualified from the semifinals yeah. right um so i i i like it i i i just it's still and i know it's not like oh it's the uk they can't do well but it's like they're an automatic qualifier with an with an okay fun song that I don't know if it's like more attention grabbing than many others. I think that's a curse that the UK falls into a lot. Um, where I'm like, I, I kind of enjoy this, but it's not instantly demanding enough. And even if it, even if it comes, if it actually comes twenty second, it's not like that's gonna feel like a great victory. But in this list, it's like that's a good position. Yeah. So it's very tricky for. In my ranking, it's good. Yeah, I'm just. It's tricky for a UK public to get excited about how well you did when doing well could still mean coming, like, around 20. You know, you want that left-hand side of the scoreboard, and I don't see no, it happening. they're not. No, I don't see that happening. happening. I'm just saying I think 22nd might be the best that they can hope for in the actual contest. You teased me with that number 21, though, so now I'm very curious. I'm going to go with Tout l'univers. Okay. The John's Tears. Uh, that was, of course, before I saw his dance moves <laughs> that I made, that I put it there in the ranking. Well, do the do the dance moves push it up? No. The dance moves get it into your top ten? Oh, yeah, for sure. The dance moves definitely get it into the top ten? No, 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 no. Uh, the dance moves seem to not have, have fallen in the good graces of, like, bookmakers either. It, it It's the rare instance of a song, like, dropping in the odds after a rehearsal, which I do hate to see. Because um, I don't even think it's that bad 
Um, I don't think he should. It's definitely not the intended effect that that people were supposed to have to that rehearsal. It's just the kind of I like his like intense, angry commitment that you can see in his performance there. Yeah. That is like, ooh, I didn't expect that because with with Répondez-moi and kind of with this. It always felt a little like like wishy washy, lackluster in, in its tone and in the kind of language that it uses. Where I'm just like, these are broad concepts, and it's a little like about it. And then to see him like really commit to those ideas and like go really like intense, I like that. I mean, that was our main critique of John Steers was like you don't believe this right and like seeing that I'm like okay you do seem to believe this but I don't know if the if those movements help your case but I don't want to get too like hung up on something that might I mean at this point not make it to the show because I think th- I think he might uh, not do the moves think he would uh, drop the move considering the reaction my favorite john steers meme that i did see um after the dance moves was hi i'm not bliss oh i thought i'm your freestyle dance teacher i I thought it was john's not hot oh john's not hot is also very that was the best one where they put like a rap over the footage uh i think john's not hot was pretty good yeah it's the man's not hot rap which i mean you should look up on youtube it's Fantastic. The funniest. I, I love that guy. Anyway. Even even funnier than all the verses on WAP. It's so true. Once you park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. <laughs> Let's go to Croatia for number 20. TikTok. Wait, when's, when's Switzerland? Uh, we have Switzerland in the second semifinal. Okay. Near the end. But, you know, TikTok, we gotta get through all these. It's out. It's... Croatia, not Albania. Her name, her name is Albina. Her so name I, is Albina. I can see where that confusion yep. comes from. Uh, she is performing in the first semifinal. It's really the chorus that is the saving grace for this song, because the build-up at the start does nothing for me. I always have to convince myself not to skip and to get through the start of the song. Yeah, I, I, get, I get that. Uh, it's not the part of the song that I think about when I think of the song. I yeah. think of the, the Croatian chorus is the best part of the song. And that is also because in the English chorus, she rhymes play zone with war zone. Yeah. Come on, guys. You could have done better than Come that. Come on, Every guys. T- I, do, I do find myself when I listen to it being like, is that the best you had there? But, you know, it's still a good, good tune. Let's go to number 19, which I've given to Greece for Last Dance. Oh, Yes. Rockin' Romance is one of the best lyrics of this year's Eurovision. It's so funny. It's so fun. Who says rockin'? A rockin' romance. A rockin' romance. Uh, It's 2021. Nobody uses it rocking. I think that helps to give this song its, like, its retro uh, sound. I think it helps a lot to make that sound somehow feel right, to somehow feel more authentic, uh, and even even something that she's allowed to do, because, again, she was born in this millennium. So <laughs> yeah. doing an, a, a very 80s-inspired song seems weird, but then also, no, it doesn't, because these are good sounds. Like uh, people saying groovy in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Rockin'. Rockin'. You know, you'll love to see it. I love it. No, it's good. It's fun. It uh, does have the lyric, um, forever is no eternity. That is not correct. 
Those are synonyms. Yeah, but I li- I still I don't know. The the lyrics are like are sauce. Like this is <laughs> the lyrics don't mean the lyrics anything. don't mean anything. It's just a, a conglomerate of words that kind of sound like something. It really is just like, a word soup of a I've song. I've never listened to the remedies, but no forever's no eternities. Like okay, <laughs> what? Like, okay, why is there a but there? How is this opposed to the previous statement? And what do either of those statements mean? Nothing. It's great. It's just, it's just sounds. Just listen to it. Just have a good time. And this is one where I'm like, lyrics don't matter to Europe. So this is not a problem. This is in fact good for it. Because it's a bunch of sounds that work together. Perfectly fine. Yeah, that's how David Byrne writes his songs. Greece is in the second semifinal. Okay, second semifinal is sounding like a good time to me right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But let's bring it on home. Number eighteen, the wrong place. Okay, so Belgium. Belgium qualifies for the final if you are the one to uh, to to call the shots. No, because I'm ranking off of studio recordings. I think the chance that Hoover Phonic is going to be an at-all eye-catching show is close to zip. I don't know, though, because this is not... You know, that's what we say. This is not like anything else in the contest. Yeah, I mean, we might qualify. I, I would like to, but here's the thing. They have no... Home support. Nobody in Belgium likes this. Well, song. you can't vote for your own country anyway, so we got to get the support elsewhere. Um, and and maybe we can pick that support up to make it out of semifinal one. Uh, I I was with my dad talking about how excited I was for Eurovision, and he immediately went, "Ugh, don't fucking talk about Eurovision. I'm so sick of the Hoover Phonic song." That's. Fair, but it's like I said, and I'll say it again, I have never had a conversation with a person in real life about Hoover Phonic that hasn't amounted to, ugh, I'm so sick of Hoover Phonic. In the past 20 years of my life that I've been aware of music and of Hoover Phonic, the only conversations that I have with people in this country about Hoover Phonic are about how we don't like Hoover Phonic. They are not a popular act in Belgium. Absolutely not. Like, they are because they're... They're on the radio constantly. Um, And I guess, like, the real music losers, like, love this shit. Um, But, like, they're not a popular act. I do think, as far as Hoover Phonic songs go, this one's fine. But I think... Oh, they've had much worse. But I think if you listen to the radio... And this is like on the radio playlist. I don't think I don't think you're gonna enjoy this. Nope. Still, it's good enough for me to be at number eighteen. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, it has it has a it has an outside chance of getting through that first semifinal. I think. Um, is Australia in the first semifinal? They sure are. They're at number seventeen for me, which I think a lot of people might think is a bit low for this song. But I'm I don't know. I think sick that's, of it. I think that's perfectly fair. Honestly, I think that is a solid spot for it to be. I struggle to say that it's like one of my favorites, but I also struggle to say I don't like it. It's like yeah. 
It's good. It's good. I, I do have I do have my issues with it. I think Montaigne is a fantastic producer. Um, I think her lyrics aren't up to snuff at all. It needs a second pass. Needs it a second just pass. Needs another draft here. Um, this I got a bit sick of it because I felt like I was just watching Steven Universe. It's kind of kitty shit. Technicolor. Well, yeah, but that's just because it's like this this very energetic kind of thing, and she has explained it as like seeing it kind of as as like the cartoon intro. Yeah, no. And it feels like it that. It feels like which, that. Which is just to say, I think she hit her own brief, though. I think she is right in describing it like that, but her music has a very... Uh, it, like that, that hyper pop uh, kind of sound can get a bit like 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 kid energy. It can get a bit much. It can get a bit kitty. Yeah, it comes across as very American, which is weird because it's Australian. And I don't hate American music. I it's music. They're very diverse. Yeah, I mean exactly. Um, I which is to say, like I think I think the I think the American Song Contest is also going to show a lot of diversity because there's a lot of different music in America, and I hope we get to hear more than just like the few known pop names, you know. Um, so like, there's a lot of yeah, there's a wide range of American sounds, and a lot of people are inspired by. Uh, by American music, obviously. There's some, like, Americana vibes in some songs. I think, like... Oh, I mean, The Wrong Place very much yeah, has dark I think, Americana. I think Love is on My Side is a very, like, bluesy yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's just, like, it doesn't quite feel right. But it's, like, these are... You know, a lot of people will will aspire to to sounds from, from different places. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily wrong. And I think, yeah, Australia is more... It is a it is a country that speaks English, yeah. and that is not you know European. It is not in the European mindset of a country like Croatia and like it's not it's not there. It's not there with Croatia and Serbia. It's not even there with the UK. It's sure, it's yeah. The halfway across the world. I do think you feel it with this. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good point. It feels a little out of place in Eurovision. It's and not it's, it's rough bad, now because though. she is in fact not in Rotterdam. She I is, do feel so bad she for is her. The only she does deserve to be here. Actually, physically, also out of place. Yeah, and I think that I don't know if that does it any favors. Um, I think it's a good song. I do think it's a it's a good competitive song. Yeah, the production is great. It, everything you say, I agree with. I don't know if it's gonna hurt her that she isn't there and that it's different and that it's Australia this year, or if people are gonna show a lot of sympathy for her for not being able to make it. It could go either way. It could go either this way. Either I know. I'm very sympathetic. Yeah, but this could to either push her that not a being lot, there. or it could like just. Like, drop it by the wayside. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea how this is going to do. Um, it deserves to do pretty well, I feel like. Uh, it's got it's got some competition in the first semifinal. It actually, to me, like, in the competition, it deserves to do better than my number 16. <laughs> You're doing this a lot. But, you know, I still prefer my number 16. I, I still agree with myself that El Diablo is a fucking banger. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the lyrics are so hilariously bad. Yeah. It's so, like, uniquely terrible in a way that makes it so fun to listen to. And, like, yeah, it's a ripoff 
of Judas by Lady Gaga. Of course it is, but like Judas is a really good song. Yeah. And I love listening to it's, it. It's like caught in a bad romance with El Diablo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, big props to Laurel Barker for these lyrics, because what the fuck were you on? Sriracha is Asian. Sriracha isn't like With Latino. With all of these like Latino phrases, taco tamale. Taco tamale. It sounds like a, it sounds like a parody of like it's it's a. She it might sounds, as well be in a sombrero. It's like. the kind of joke that I feel South Park made twenty, twenty years ago. Just saying taco tamale to reference Latin people. Was that like Cartman? Believing that, like, his hand... Doing, like, a Jennifer Lopez... Jennifer Lo- oh, yeah, that is an actual episode. Puppet. You're right, yeah. And she said, like, taco, taco, burrito, burrito. Yeah, it's literally that. It's literally that. It's literally the episode of South Park where Cartman's hand gets a record label or whatever. It's just... It's, it, but it's, it's seriously an entry, and somehow it is genuinely competitive. <laughs> I... I, I have a, I, I have a big question. Slaps is the thing. The chorus is flawless. I think it is a perfect pop chorus. The rest of the song is so stupid, and it's such a disorienting mess. But in a recap, you're going to hear that chorus, and it's going to look slick, and you're going to be like, "Hell yeah!" And then you're going to hear the full song again, and you're going to be like, "Wait, what?" I, it it deserves points for getting a bunch of Cypriot children to sing I Love El Diablo. Dear God. Um, I want to know what the fuck dropping my lashes on the floor means. I'm. <laughs> is it like bending over to twerk? It's is it like pushing your face against the floor? I I don't I can't get it. I so, can't. Okay, you think it's either like I like face down ass up, yeah. face down lashes touching the floor. Lashes touching Kinda the floor. Kind of disgusting. That's so gross, especially like in a sticky club. I think the other thing might be like fake eyelashes taking them off and dropping them to the floor. In order to dance, be able to dance more energetically because you don't want to lose them while dancing very energetically. That might be it. I don't under... I've never worn fake eyelashes and I don't go to clubs. I sincerely don't know what this means. Please tweet at me if you know what this means. Is this an expression that we are not uh, aware of? Do people say this? Do people say dropping my lashes on the floor is, is, I think, the question that we have. Um, Burning on our lips as hot as sriracha. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I know we're dwelling on El Diablo a lot, but I had another thing I wanted to say about it. It's um, the whip noise is the exact same noise as... Um, I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with the cartoon Johnny Test. <laughs> when is there a whip noise in this? Constantly! Every five seconds this song goes... So it's like Johnny Test. It's like in Johnny Test where every time a character like does an arm movement or anytime someone tells a joke, there's a whipping noise. And it's, I mean, it's the worst cartoon ever made. It is truly, truly awful. It's so, so bad. But yeah, they make, they try to make up for their lack of animation budget by just adding like a whipping noise, like sound effect effect to every movement to make it seem dynamic. And now I cannot listen to El Diablo anymore without thinking about Johnny Test. <laughs> well, now I'll notice that. Now I'll notice that. <laughs> now you'll notice that. Sorry, I've cursed you like this, but it's... 
Uh, yeah, hair, so funny. Hair flip flip. That'll make me listen twice. Touch me, touch me. It's the best song. It's the best song. It's the best song. We are good with number fifteen getting into my favorites. Yeah, that's the year. You would think so. uh, Getting into the top fifteen. So hit me with that. El Diablo is also in the first semifinal. Number fifteen is Maps by Leslie Roy. Yeah, I I love it. It's so good. It's it's in the low. End of my favorites because I I just think the chorus shouldn't repeat itself. She just repeats the places faces line again, and I think that should be something else. Yeah, I think it would be. I don't know. It would bring it to a better conclusion. Not necessarily stronger, but no, it would be a better song for doing that. I think um, it is. It is one of the yeah. Like it, I will keep saying it. It's one of the first songs this year that really made me feel like you know it's a running start into your revision. I like it a lot. Once again, we are uh, in the first semifinal with that one. So Sounds that, like a good time. So that that field is getting more and more competitive. Yeah. I love the breakdown. Know, I've got, like, I, I want to see it do well. Um, I want to see it do well. I love Heart is a Map, Soul is a Compass, I Am the Road. I, I think that's such a good part of the song. It really elevates it for me. I love Maps. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a really, really good song. Just a shame about the chorus. That's yeah. like my, my one gripe. But it's like a little thing. Right? Like, it's... Mm, it's a little thing that gets bigger for me on every re-listen. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I said. I We don't like the one-line chorus, right? Like, I, I have specifically expressed that I do not like the one-line chorus. Um, and this this is more than a single line, luckily, but it does... Yeah, it does repeat itself. Um, well, it could have very easily like found something yeah. else. Mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't have been hard to write, like, just two more lines. It's a fine rhythm to come up with something new for, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I know, it's, 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 like, it's like Adrenalina has a chorus with two different lines. Yes. Right? It's like... We're like fire and gasoline. Come and light it up with, with me. me. And then just one touch and I'll ignite. You're my flame, I'm dynamite. And it's like that's two times it's that same mel- melody interspersed with the, you know, my adrenalina. And, but it, it like, it changes. Uh, and that's a dynamic chorus that keeps your attention. And this is just a little bit like, okay, yeah, you've done, you did it twice now. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame. Yeah. It's a shame, but you know, I I love it. It is it is good. Let's go to number fourteen okay. and um, pay tribute to our bimbo overlords. Yes, Hurricane with Loco Loco. Yes, this song is a mess, a chaotic mess on the first listen. The more you listen to it, the catchier it gets. That's what I said. You, it's what you said, and you were completely correct. This song rules. I love them. I especially love Sonya. I mean, yeah, but she is... She She's is, just so horny. <laughs> like, seeing her backstage... I mean, I didn't realize how much I had missed her. She was, you know, at Eurovision in 2016, and she was already, like, had the most energy of a person I've ever seen that I was just like, well, that's fucking intimidating. She's fantastic. And to see her channel that energy into, like, the... The slot banger that is Loco Loco, that was Hasta La Vista, and that is the ensemble of Hurricane. It just works so well. 
Um, it's I it's love just what a slutty banger needs to I, be. It's great. But I love that she's like the one of the three that is the best at English. She's uh, also the best at keeping her damn mask on. The blonde one keeps having her nose peek up over yeah. it, and it, Folks, in, I, in the background, in the backstage videos, and it bothers me. It's just like we've been in this for like a year and a half. I think we should all like know how to do it by now. And I think we should all a be public really figure on camera. Please wear your mask. Careful about it. I do like to see people interacting because that is a big part of Eurovision. I like to see artists being like funny together. But if you're going to be wearing your masks, wear them correctly. Please. But yeah, I mean, I love them. I love them so much. Hurricane, you're you're all so hot. Let's move on, though, to my number 13. Um, another horny song, Oh My God, by Benny Cristo. Yes, uh, both Loco Loco and Oh My God are in the second semifinal. Sounds like a fun... Second semi-final sounds like a fun time. I have I have a gripe with him, but not with the song. I think this is part of the song, and I'm like, ooh, it's actually really good, but it's like... He starts the song by saying, I did a lot of dumb shit, a lot of shit I wish I didn't do. Mm-hmm. But then, afterwards, he claims not to remember what he did. Yeah. Fuck boy! He is a fuck boy. Yeah. Oh. I would think this. I think this. No, 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 no. no I think tisk tisk, Benny Cristo. I think this song has a great voice. I love it. I um, love the. Yeah. It's I think, such a good character. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It's not necessarily intended like that, but it is such a good character piece. He's just a cheeky boy who's trying to smash. Yeah. And you can't blame him for that. It's. I think you I can't I, blame I him from really, try, for trying to smash. Really like that. Um, Especially since, like, in the video, the girl is also implied to kind of be into it and be in on it. Yeah, if it, if it was actually that, right? about like manipulating someone, I'd be like, oh, this isn't this isn't fun. But he makes it very fun. And a large part of this song is, you know, it it is a song that was written now because it's about you know not being able to to smash <laughs> with the people you go on a date with or, like, trying to fucking, like, meet people and being like, please, can I hook up with you? Please. We are clearly into each other. And it's like, oh, can, can we forget all of the dumb shit? Can we forget, like, the world is crazy. Can, can I just... Can I please... Can we please... Motorboat you. Yeah. Please in my mouth. Like... <laughs> It's just, it's it's fun, and it does all of that, and it has, like, it, it has, it's the only song that really references, like, the current situation, but it does it in a very cheeky, nice way. Yeah. Uh, by, by contra, though, like, Hoover Phonic also wrote their song to be, like, this is something you shouldn't be doing right now, is having a one-night stand. But um, and, like, kind of reveling in the, like, ooh, it's something bad to do. But it doesn't quite, like, have fun with that. Because she, like, regrets it. Yeah. It's not like, yay, I had a one-night stand. It's, like, just reminding us of everything that sucked about the before times. It's like, oh, well, one-night stands weren't very fun anyway. It's it's a lot better to to meet someone who you like and then to end up, you know... 
having fun with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I think, yeah, Omaga does. It's like you have met someone and you are dying to fucking you really want to get up in with there them and get them again. And it's like, yep, yeah, that is that's a vibe. Number twelve. Okay, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close to my top ten. It, I, I feel like starting from 12 should be my top 10 because I love all of the songs in my top 12. Uh, Discotech by The Roop is number 12. Okay. Yeah. For Lithuania. It's so fun. It has made me dance on my own. I, I have discotheque in my home. Oh, you know what I said? No, it's not the only song that references the current situation, Omaga, because this one, this one kind of does. It's like, you know, I... You feel the rhythm, you want to dance, but you can't go to the discotheque. Not that we would. It's like, it is okay to discotheque verb at home. Yeah, inventing discotheque as a verb. That, that you is, deserve that credit con- for continues that. continues to be like a charming, good yeah. joke here. So like, that's great. There is one thing about this song, and it is like the little lullaby noise. The, the Like the little mini bells. In the, in the instrumental breakdown in, when he does the Klingon sal- the Vulcan salute? Not even in the instrumental breakdown. It is very quiet in the background. I only pick it up when I'm listening on my earbuds. And what does this sound? Ding, 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 ding. And it's so quiet and it's so out of place that I genuinely think I'm like having a stroke Ooh. every time I hear oh, that's it. Not great. And it makes me so anxious. It, oh. it really You like... are very sensitive to like plinky sounds. I'm very sensitive. I remember that the intro for the Eurovision videos in 2019 19, maybe, it, yeah. maybe it was uh, really got you. They were like the Dare to Dream logo that had a very like crisp. Oh, yeah. Like plinging sound through it that like you I saw you recoil every time you heard it so I know you're very sensitive to like I'm very sensitive to sound taste sounds. feel um and like light my <laughs> no it, it, so everything it is genuinely something about me is that every like impulse comes in very hard with me I'm a very like physically sensitive person, my phone is always on the darkest yeah, yeah, yeah. backlight setting. And if you said show me something on your phone, I'd like recoil as if I've been blinded. I can't deal with loud noises. I can't deal with high pitched noises. And I'm extremely ticklish. <laughs> you can like nobody's allowed to fucking touch me ever. So I have a fucking dog's hearing. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I so get it. if you have a very quiet plinky sound in the background of your song, it's gonna make me want to die. <laughs> Still Which a good is song. Though. Such a shame because I love this song. If I could like make a personalized version of this song and just take that little sound bite and take it out of the song, this would be a super good song. Yeah, okay. Um, As we said, it's opening up the first semi-final. Yeah, like, it should. Starting with a bang. I think it's right. Starting with such a bang. I think it's right. It's only right. Let's go to number 11, Moldova with Sugar. Okay. Just another slutty banger. Yeah. Which, and you love to hear it. I did write something down about this, I think. Right. This song absolutely fucks. And it has another one of my favorite lyrics of the year. Not not even lyrics, but like line deliveries. And now I only want sugar, sugar on my tongue. Best performance 
I love that part of the song. It makes me feel so nasty in like such a mm, delightful way. It's it's a little naughty, but like it's, in a it really is like please please in my mouth. It's a, play, it's a playful, not quite like erotic, but like erotic. Like the band, like the erotic. band erotic, which um, is, I mean, I I love erotic. Uh, I think you know, it's, it's such a banner band of like early 2000s internet music I just the innuendo of it, of sugar is is great it's like a good it's a good metaphor it works uh it's not trying to hide it it's not subtle about it um it's, it's just a beautifully it's nasty song yeah, no, I, I, agree. I love it sugar is in the second semi-final but it's not top 10 material what is top 10 material well for my number 10, I have Bulgaria. Growing Up is Getting Old by Victoria. Completely, completely different song, but also in the second semifinal. Yeah, I mean, there's no question in my mind that this is going to make it and end up really high in the I, grand final. Because I think top 10 is, is a high possibility. I think if it's not, one of If the, not top 3, I'm thinking honestly right now. It might, it might. It's one of the best produced songs this year. Mm-hmm. Like the layering of all the different parts of the music yes. all works to fantastic effect. The like dreamy schmaltz orchestra. Mm-hmm. It is something that I've always loved so much. Sleeping Beauty yeah. is my favorite Disney princess movie, uh-huh. right? Largely in part because of the dreamy schmaltz orchestra at the beginning, like the storybook beginning once upon a time. And then you have like this beautiful choir and everything behind it. And it's something that we don't see that often. Don't hear that often, I should say. And just the fact that it's being used now in songs that are coming out currently in 2021 makes me so happy yeah but i think this sound this sound works so well for this song right like i mean she had very similar sounds in in tears getting sober um so i think this song is it's you know it's 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 an obvious follow-up to that yeah but for this one i actually think that the story of like growing up and losing that innocence and losing your sense of like fairy tale uh, belief. It fits very well to use those kind of sounds that you associate with uh, beautiful romantic uh, Disney movies uh, and innocent childlike things. Uh, The dreaminess of it. It's just like everything in the soundscape for this makes sense from a narrative perspective. There's the ticking clock, which is like, like a metronome also, but it's like it's very... It's a good rhythm that that works to highlight the time aspect of the song. The vocal is so clean. It's just it's just such a good production. Her vocal is so clean. I think it, this it, one is going to hold up really well also. I don't think I'm going to be like oh god this one in like 5 years. Oh yeah. No, I think not I, at I all. like I think this one is actually one of the best just like best produced songs. Point blank. If I were to say anything about it, it's like what I also love about like Dreamy Schmaltz Orchestra of the past yeah. is like a big, confident Judy Garland voice on top of it. I think she's a little too twee. Yes. 
I get that. But that's not a not even a detriment to the song. I think that's very current. It's a choice, right? It's a choice. I can't fault them for it if just because it's not right, particularly that, yes. my preference. I think that that does date the song to now. I think mm. we will we will notice that in the future that this is a song of of now, but I think like It's not fully welcome to my kitchen, but it's welcome to my kitchen adjacent. I think that's I think that's yet again like very good to it. It is a very current sounding song. Yeah, very deserved top ten. Let me see if I wrote anything else about it. Yeah, no, I just wrote "Return of the Dreamy Schmaltz Orchestra." Love that for me. Yeah, let's 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 go to number nine, which is "Shum" by Goe. Okay. I'd get Pied Pipered to this song. This song fucks. I've I've been fucking slap. cyber goth dancing yeah. in our kitchen to this song since we've heard it. It's great. It is it is really good. Um and I originally like I said, originally this was one that I had to skip sometimes because it's like, ooh, the mood, I don't have it. But now that it is more in my head as like competitive Eurovision song, it's gonna be staged. I am like all here for it. This yeah. is this is fantastic. I think for you it was like it takes you out of the the Eurovision mood at the start, right? You were like, "Oh, this doesn't really fit in very well," and it kind of yeah, like, I don't know, it's weird because I me, do like at the start. This was like, "Oh, a break," yeah, like yeah. kind of a break from like quote unquote having to listen to Eurovision music. I I love listening yeah, to Eurovision no, but music, thing, but though. I need something more abrasive every now and then. Yeah, but I do think this is a good Eurovision song. Very much. I yes. do think this has to be in in Eurovision. So it's not like, oh, I don't want to hear this in my Eurovision playlist. I do. I need to be in the right mood for it. And when I am, I agree with putting this top 10. When I'm not, I wouldn't. But that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm making the sum of like, oh, would I rather listen to blank other song? Then it wouldn't make my top 10. But I do think it's really good. And we do stand the stand-in. Oh my god. The, the, the stand-in for the second rehearsal. What a story. Uh, I hope Emmy gets like uh, an Emmy for that performance. <laughs> it was so, so good. You love to see it. And I love that she can, like, be in the green room with the band. Which is very, it's a very nice gesture from them, too. Yeah. She did give them a lot of good publicity. Yeah, Let's be absolutely. fair. Like, this is uh, a good trade-off for, like, That's what people are saying. People are saying, like, they rose in the odds after that second rehearsal, and to some extent it's, like, thanks, thanks to the stand-in. I mean, they would have risen in the odds as well, with uh, Katarina, the actual singer, obviously. Because she's really cool. Because she's really cool and she has so a picture of her, like, in her a presence. face mask, like, looking so rad. Uh, she was she first semifinal. Man, I, this is such a good year. This is such a good year of Eurovision. Number eight. Um, you might disagree with me on this. Number eight for me is Voila. Okay. By Barbara Pravi. I don't, I don't mind. I like... I think it's really good, but I think everything in the top ten is really good. Yeah. I think you can make a case for all of these songs winning. You've said many times that it's France's to lose this year. I agree. I think we're going to Paris next year. Uh, I put it at number eight because I've been listening to the studio recording many times. Yeah. And I think if every time I listened to this song, instead of listening to the studio recording, I was watching a live performance of it, this would be higher up in my ranking. But that's the same as, like, I don't listen to Edith Piaf 
music on Spotify. I don't listen to it like on a, an no, album. No, because that's I not the point. I watch EDTPF videos yeah, on YouTube. Because that's not the point of it. It's not the point of it. So I, I think this has such a high chance of winning. This is a song that is really made to be performed live. Um, I Yeah, like you said, I think this has a really high shot of winning. However, Uh-oh. I really, 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 really do not... T- want to see people across Europe fucking performing this for the next year at every single national selection at every single presentation of an artist like with fucking Amar Pelos Dois. I don't want to see Voila become that. And it it is on the Amar Pelos Dois level and I dread the idea of that. You've just sapped so much life force from me like by putting that in my I head. I only just thought of that. And it fills me with dread. If Voila becomes a fucking popular karaoke song, I'm gonna never do karaoke again. Which, I mean, that that that's a fate I will not accept. But, I mean, that said, like, Barbara sells this in, in such a capacity that it is, it is hers. But it is the kind of song that a lot of the other artists now have been saying, like, oh, that's my favorite, because uh, it's very clearly a very good song that's really well performed by a talented artist and songwriter. It, it has the, the, the possibility of being that fucking Amar Pelos Dois. But it was the same thing with Arcade. Everyone was performing it. Every winner is going to get that. Yeah. So, you know, so be it. Also, we didn't get to fucking go to Rotterdam this year. I would love for next year just to have the contest be in another neighboring country yeah, that we can yeah, get exactly. to in four hours or less. If the only thing I have to complain about in like next year's national selections is stop performing this song, no one's as good as Barbara, fine. Like, if that's the worst that comes out of it... yeah. Then, then I'm I'm still fine with France. To be quite clear, I do I do still think they're one of yeah they're a possible winner and it's very likely. Yeah, I mean it's it's fantastic. Um, let's go to number seven. What is your number seven? Well, let me look. My number seven is Birth of a New Age. Okay. By Janku McCroy. This is when it started being extremely difficult for me, making the making the ranking. Everything ab- above my top seven, I like even Barbara Pravi for me, is like, I wish I could cram all of this in my top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. Birth of a New Age is so good. I love the melody of birth of a new age. Yes. So pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah, this is a this is a really well-written song. He has his voice has something of like a slightly higher pitched Benjamin Clementine. Okay. Who I mean is a fantastic artist in his own right. People who don't recognize the name, you might have heard Hallelujah Money. It's a song that he did with Gorillas. One of my favorite Gorillas songs. Okay. Gorgeous voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Changu has a voice that is just as gorgeous. He does have a beautiful voice. This is an artist that I'm gonna start like following what he does next. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, with Grow last year, I was also like, ooh, I like his style. I like what he's doing. Uh, I like his voice a lot. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. This is someone to watch. Um, and then, like, he came back with this, and it's just... It is, a, it is like, it's different, but it shows um, 
a versatility and like a, an identity as as a performer and a, and insane production levels as well. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's on the level of growing up is getting old of like such good production. I love like the bridge. We are the fruit, don't in the legacy. It's just like it's so beautiful. I, I everything, every part of this song comes in and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this part. Oh, I love this part. And it has fantastic pronouns. I mean, the lyrics are the, are just gorgeous. The I, you in English means, you know, the, the black community, the Suriname community. But the you in... What's the name of the language? Suranantongo. Means the colonizers. And I think that is so clever because it is like... If you want to know what I say about you, you have to learn the language I'm speaking that you try to kill. Yeah, the language that you mock is... The language that you mock is what I'm using to mock you. And it's... I think it's such good skipping of yous. Yeah, without, without like, spelling it out, the messaging of that is very clear, is very, very clever. I cannot rave about this song enough. But I had to be harsh, and I had to think, like, what songs do I enjoy the most? Because I can know that this is an incredibly good song, but I have to really dig into my feelings for my my own personal I genuinely, genuinely really want the Netherlands to do well, even though, like, you know, it's a host country, but it's like, if any host country is deserving to, like, win, uh, this, this is the most deserving... Uh, that the host country have been since 2011, when Lena uh, came back. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best host country song I I can think of from the top of my head. For sure. That we've had in a while. Um, and I had a really tough... I, I think seven and six in my rankings sh- kind of share the same spot, because my number six is Russian Woman. I enjoy it more because it's, like, rougher. It's more rough. That's literally just me, the tiniest edge it has. But, but fuck, very, Russian Woman is so good! They're very similar songs, They're though, very right? similar like they're songs. Very, um, not necessarily in their construction, but, but kind of, because they both have this very, like, chanty... This chanty part, this very defiant... Yeah. So they occupy, like, a similar kind of... I mean, they're both, like, big social statements, and both great. But Russian Woman is, wow... Also, it's so just like good. the the video you sent me of her ma- doing a mashup of her song and the two thousand three tattoo song, yeah, 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 which yeah. isn't a good song, but she makes it so good. I never liked Never Nevoisia until like I saw that uh, video, and I mean, first of all, saw the lyrics transcribed and was like, oh, this fits so well. It was such a brilliant move to, like, mash those two songs up. Uh, with, if she could just bring that to your revision. If she could I do that, it would be like, yeah. Um, because the just the power of of invoking those same words, um, that's that's probably the, the Eurovision-related video I've watched the most this year, is literally that performance of the mashup. I love um, the way it looks, too. It's very press conference So well-staged. So well-staged. Um, for just, like, that performance. She's when a, she flips her hair back and it hits her backing vocalist and they both, like, laugh about it. She's it's just, like, what, a, what an I, artist. What a what joy a to watch. Fun, what a joy, yeah. Everyone there is enjoying this piece of art that they've made. 
And also, Wonderful. honorable mention to a Russian woman! Yes. Perfect. Brilliant. Like, absolute perfection. It's time for my top five, baby. Yes, uh, Russian woman is, is making it out of uh, semi-final one. Okay, awesome. So this is where I start feeling conflicted, because my top five is all dudes. Oh, interesting. I, and I feel like that? that's not my style. I mean, number five is Duffy. And ten years, so that has like women in the band. It's a it's a it's a perfect it's, mix of men and women. Two two backup uh, singers who are female and like the the, the male uh, instrumentists and his wife. Like it's a it's a his wife. It's a it's like a friend group on stage, right? And it's it's not just Duffy. It's Duffy Ogagnamagnit. So it is them together. Uh, so you're not just voting. You're not you're not, not it's just not putting Duffy up there. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's so good. It's so funky. Nice. It's so nice. It's about us. But like the funk is is there, right? Like it's it's very white, obviously, because they're from Iceland. But it is funky. Yeah. Like it is. But it's a nerdy nerd uh, funk. Nerdy funk, and it's very good because we're not usually like big funk fans. We're definitely not white funk. Like, I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God. It's the worst band in the world. I mean, Coldplay. Um, Coldplay's not a band. It's true. Um, I have one big chip on my shoulder Ooh, about okay. 10 years. Like, something that really takes away from the song is that the bit at the start, um, strings, the strings yeah. at the start... To me, is indistinguishable from the strings at the start of "Love Is on My Side," so it's like having Vanilla Ice and uh, Under Pressure on the same playlist. To me, like you don't know what you're gonna get, and you either get you either get a bad song or a really good song, and I'm, it, it makes me so anxious. It's just like, no, is this gonna be the good one or the bad one? It starts the same way. There's always a couple of songs. This isn't this isn't quite that, but where it starts and you're like, wait, which one is this? That somehow like I know a song really well, but it'll be like the start of TikTok, and I'll I'll be like, wait, sorry, what is this? Oh yeah, like absolutely. it'll take me ten seconds to be like, oh right, I have this it is with TikTok. sugar too. Sugar too, yeah, exactly. It's like I can't explain it, but there's something going on. I'm like what the fuck is this? Oh, it's sugar. Of course. And then yeah, you get the strings here. I, I recognize them. They are, they are, yeah. But now that you mentioned it, I like, don't. That's, uh, that's interesting. I, I feel like, yeah, it's the vanilla ice under pressure. It's that, that is the perfect, of it. perfect comparison. Because under pressure, good song. Amazing song. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the over. only slight against That's it. over after like 10 seconds. Yes. <laughs> I, I I really am curious to see how well it does because I think I think they remain a joy on stage. They were a joy on stage in 2017 uh, when they lost out to Svala's Paper. Uh, they were a joy in 2020, and they're going to be a joy now. And I don't know if audiences are going to recognize you know the think about things guys, but if they do, they did go very viral. I wouldn't mind going to Iceland. I've it's, always wanted to go to Iceland. I have always wanted to go to Iceland. Iceland hasn't won yet. I think if they're going to win, they do deserve it. And I do, I'm not counting it out. Um, let's go to my number four. Oh my god, we're almost there. Iceland is also in the second semifinal. And number four, I have... Zitie Boni. 
Oh, okay. I have mountain skin. I mean, it fucks. Oh, I, I'm looking at my notes here, and I didn't make a lot of notes. I just wrote, yeah, yeah, fire. For, for, for Monoskin? Yeah, because it's fucking fire. Like, it's, it's fire yeah. start to finish. It's hot. It's hot. It's sexy. It's so hot. It's so good. Every single aesthetic that they have ever occupied uh, in their live performances, in the video, they know what they're doing. They're fucking, they're cool and they're so young and it's like... They're so young and hot. Fucking hell yeah. And I am so, so um, happy and jealous of all of the people who will finally realize that they're bisexual next Saturday. Oh my god, think of all the kids watching with their parents who are gonna have an awakening. It's so... It really you know, touches me Because, like, heart. it is so fucking sexy. It's like, it's... It's a good it's a good rock performance in that it's not the hardest and craziest rock that you can imagine, but it's really, really like a lot at your vision. And it's 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 tasty and it's tasteful, but also not. It's it's good. I mean this is excellent stuff. We're gonna go from number four directly to my three-way tie okay. for number one. So you're not putting Italy in with the, the three-way tie to win it? Nope. Interesting. It's not the songs I enjoy the most out of everything. I it I enjoy it so so much. Oh my god, I'm just I, I know two that I know two that you still have to say, and I'm 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 not gonna try and think of the third one. What's your what's your three-way tie? My three-way tie between three <laughs> <laughs> we can only have one winner though. We can only have one winner. We know well it's my it's my two-way number two, and then I have an absolute winner. But like Okay, sure. At number two, shared Amen by Vincent Bueno. Because yes. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. I love it so much. And you Oh my god! My Tonica Kipia! I forgot about... I don't think anyone else has this song in their top three except for me. I forgot that you still had to do that. Amazing. <laughs> I don't think anyone else has this in their top three. It's just, it's written for me. Yes, yeah, see, considering... It is me. Okay, so considering that this is your top three... You are gonna have more fun with semi-final two because they're all in semi-final two. Uh, yes! I mean... <laughs> they all have to qualify and they're all considered risky qualifiers. Insane! Because, I mean... Which one do you want to dive in first? Oh, here? they're both so good. It, it is truly like, I cannot choose between you and Amen. I, one it? of them is artsy, one of them is basic. I enjoy both equally. Sure, yeah. Let's start with Vincent Bueno. Okay. Let's start with Amen. Because this song keeps on giving. Every, every re-listen, I enjoy the same amount, which is a lot. I said Sugar had one of the best, like, performances of a line. Amen has the best performance of a line I've ever heard. And it's when he goes, All this time... Wasted on a lie. It's so like, man, damn! I you can really, hear how you can he's hear like, how disappointed he is. So disappointed. We're going to Vienna, twenty twenty two. I'm manifesting. Like, if Amen wins, I'm 
never gonna be unhappy again. I'm always gonna have that. I'm always gonna have that in the back of my mind. Like, oh, amen, one. <laughs> it is. This is incredibly classy, though. Um, and like, it's really approachable. Like, it's it, so approachable. It's such a basic song, it's but it's basic in that, it, that it's easy to get. Like, it's easy to understand what he's doing here with this. It is lyrically a decent, like, exploration of grief, you know? Yeah, like, like grief of a relationship. Grief of a relationship. Uh, It's like I said, he does go through, like, the five stages of grief at various points. Um, And when he says his final amen, which is, you know, amen meaning let it be so. Yeah. He literally accepts... Like it is, it is. It works to that point where he actually can close the song off with an "Amen," rather than an "Amen." I guess he's he's not sure yet that he wants it to be over. He's not ready for it to be over, but he ends up being like, "No, it's yeah. done, and I'm and I'm it's, over it." It's so good. I think when we first listened to this, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is an enjoyable kind of basic song." Every time I've listened to it since then, I found something no, I new have, to love. I have also I've, grown to like it more and it, more. It's I I didn't think this was going to be one of my favorites until I was so. like listening to the playlist for the first time, like doing my first re-listen of songs while I was cooking, and I sang along to Amen so hard. It it was so much fun. This is such a fun song. Apart from Wasted on a Lie, my favorite part of the song is when he goes, at the end, he goes, Amen, yeah! Like, that little yeah is so cute. It's it's almost like a Jed word, yeah. Like, I want him to jump as he does that, yeah. Like, it's very pure, yeah. It's... He's so pure. He's so, like, he's very handsome. Yeah. He's a very handsome man. Absolutely. I love him. I love him so much. He's going to be wearing, like, a very stylish, like, uh, like, black, uh, kind of sparkly coat. And it looks fantastic. Um, I, yeah. Is this, like, the only act that doesn't use bisexual lighting? It's, it's one of the few acts that is, uh, that is, like, golden lighting. Amazing. I, I mean, he deserves everything. (laughs) The 12 points... To Vincent Bueno. Or 12 points to Tony Kekipiani, it seems like. You has no business being as good as it is. What is, what is, the, what is it? It's the return of the Schmaltz or- Orchestra. It's it, the d- dreamy sm- Schmaltz Orchestra. It does have the same kind of like layered, layered production of, of many like pleasant sounds. It's perfect pronoun usage. I me. don't think for a second that the you in this song is me. No, I am Turnica and I'm so in love. Yeah, you can you can you can put yourself in the perspective of like the the singer. It's not crooning at an audience, you know? No. It's not trying to be like I'm trying to seduce you. It's no, a genuine is, song of like this own... is how super in love I am. I I think it's such a Beautiful song. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's. I think it is really good. Is it good for Eurovision? Yeah. 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 Um, do I think it's going to qualify out of the second Probably semifinal? Probably not. Yeah. I think. It, really? I think it might. I think, I'm so scared. I'm I think, so scared. I think we might honestly be a little surprised. Um, it would be a surprise qualifier, but I don't think it's impossible. You has made it 
in like the ranking with Sebastien Tellier's Divine for me. Another like really well produced. I need to make like a, a, a playlist and share it of like Mira's favorite Eurovision songs through the ages. Because mm-hmm. there has been so much good shit. You is beautiful, it's tender, it's precious, it's a jewel of a song. And it's, yeah, it's shared with Amen for number two mm-hmm. for me. Which of course means that our number one... What do you think? What do you think it's gonna... What What I mean, did you think this entire time that it was gonna be my favorite song? Of course it's Ovis Poinenden. Yes, but girl, fucking call me. Please. I don't know if he's even into women. I, he, he exists by energy, but you know, I could be wrong. I'd love to, I mean, I'd love that. You I'd know, love that to be the case. You'd love it. But, you know, that's his personal life, and we're not gonna, we're gonna put a poster of him in our bedroom, but we're not gonna pry. Um, it's the perfect song. It's so fun. It's, it's so native language, yeah. which I'm always an advocate for. It's the most fun you can have without taking your clothes off. <laughs> And it gets even more fun when you do... When you do take your clothes off. It's... What did I write down about this? Let me check. Where is it? This recording is so long. Oh, yeah, I just wrote best song all time. <laughs> didn't even didn't even write a full sentence there. I was too busy dancing. It's good. I mean, it, it's good. Best like, song all time. It's a lot of fun. It's closing the second semifinal. Awesome. That means it's qualifying... <laughs> I cannot say anything bad about this song whatsoever. It is a banger start to finish. When you look at the translated lyrics, they're fantastic. It's all it's also like really sweet, really pretty, like really gorgeous, like a really nice story, right? Yeah. About like, yeah, taking your first steps on the dance floor, which, you know, can be a metaphor for sex. Uh, and can also literally just be about taking your first steps on the dance floor. It's the kind of analogy that works on at face value and also works if you read into it. Like, that's great. That's exactly the kind of analogy that I love. As Especially a... since the song is also a little bit like everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Which, you know, when you're 15, everyone else is doing it. And you're like, well, th- I guess I should. Um, it, oh, can... That's not my experience from being 14 or 15. I, I was an extremely <laughs> horny teenager. <laughs> I wasn't like, well, I guess I should if everyone else is going to. I was like, please, someone fuck me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But like... It's good. I feel like it's right for this song. Is what I'm saying. Like it is. Yeah. It's it's simultaneously it's simultaneously kind of innocent, but then it's also very clearly like romantic and sexual and 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 that excitement. Like it's it it's very good. And it brings back '80s Eurovision. I mean, like specifically is... not '80s music. '80s Eurovision yes, music. Yes. Out of. All the songs, this one, like, channels the 80s the best because it's literally a song from Eurovision in the 1980s. Like, it, not literally, but it really They got does, it out of the vault and they're it pretending they wrote it now. It does sound like that. And it's like that kind of sound is very Eurovision, um, but it's just taken up to the next level. What fun. What great fun. 
I mean, I, I've also always wanted to go to Denmark. Well, we were in Denmark for yeah, like we were an in hour. Denmark for like an hour waiting for like our next flight. That doesn't count. We saw the, the statue of the mermaid, but it was a copy in the airport. Specifically there uh, for the tourists, I guess, to be like, oh, well, at least we've seen that now that we're here. Immaculately clean airport. Um, yeah, like Denmark is Denmark is always a little embarrassing, but if they're going to win again, like, why not with this? This is good. This is not embarrassing. This is what we want you to do. Just have this win and have Mads Mikkelsen do a dance to it next year as Fidok Flamma does host. Yeah, Jesper Groth is an actor. Uh, he should host. Um... He should host when Denmark next win anyway. He should be the host, uh, whether he does it next year when they win or, you know, sometime in the future when they win. I think I think they should get Jesper back uh, yeah. to host uh, at some point in the future. I love him. I love the other guy too, but like Jesper. <laughs> They're just such fun together. They're just, they're just having such fun and it's it's a delight. Well, that's my ranking. That's your you ranking. You can agree, you can disagree. I mean, you can't disagree because it's my personal ranking it's how i feel but i would love to see your rankings if you want to tweet at us at Eurodivision. and um what do we think is going to win I, i've said what i hoped was going to sure win. this is your your own opinion this is not a prediction the odds seem to suggest that france and italy are are competing for the win here and italy has been very close to winning for the past decade has has like come top five every fucking year almost. So like it's it's like Leonardo DiCaprio getting his Oscar. You know, they deserve a win for all the times that they didn't win in the past. And I do think Zitia Buoni is fucking great. But if, if they, what is your top three? But if they do not win, then like we already got the San Remo win. Um and that like that, that was its that was its journey by itself. I think my top three Three was um, I think I have I think I do have France at the top followed by Italy um, and then it's either Russian woman. That's a fine top three. I very much understand. Uh, but like as as time has gone on, the, um, I haven't done the ranking recently. I think Bulgaria is right now very high for me. Also, um, I've I've really started listening to that arrangement and I think they're like the dark horse. Mm-hmm. If they like, they're not really predicted to win it, but I think they they could like rise after that first uh, after their performance in the semifinal. I mean, that's also just my prediction, kind of. But those, I do think those are just the best songs. Yeah, but there's like we said, there's so much that I enjoy. There's so much to enjoy. This is such a good year. I'm I've been having so much fun with it. It's also just yeah, not having gone to any concerts for over a year and suddenly being really into music again. It's it feels so good. I can't wait. I can't wait for next week. So I kind of went through it uh, as we were going, but I think I'd like to give you like the the, the rundown of the semifinals here. The, uh, that first one opens up with the roop for Lithuania and Discotech. Then we have Slovenia, that is Anna Sokolic and Amen. Uh, in third, Russia with Russian Woman, followed by Sweden. Then Australia, performing sixth, uh, North Macedonia, Ireland. Okay. Cyprus. Yeah. Norway. Croatia, Belgium, Israel, Romania, Azerbaijan, Ukraine, and Malta. 
That's our first semifinal. That's the one that we can vote in. That's too. the one that we can vote in. Yeah. So, um, you know, the one the one that I have, have high up here is Russian Woman. Um, but I also, I mean, that's that's I think my favorite one for sure out of that semifinal. Um, but I also like Maps. Throw a vote to Maps. And you know, we've got Shum, which we're both kind of vibing to. I, I'm vibing to Shum. I don't think I'm gonna. Vote for sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's gonna do it's fine. Like, don't right. have any fucking money left this month. Uh, but it's it's Manisha who I'm who I'm really supporting in that one. I think. And then in the second semifinal, we're opening that one with San Marino. Hell yeah! Followed up by Estonia, the Czech Republic, Greece, and Austria. Okay, this is so this is so tough for me. All my my top three is. Is in the second semifinal. I can't vote for them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be so scared. Then we have Poland, Moldova, Iceland, Serbia, Georgia, Albania, and Portugal. And finally, Bulgaria, Finland, Latvia, Switzerland, and Denmark. This is so difficult to hear. I'm not. Yeah, that's where all my votes would be going. Yeah. This semi-final is where I would actually be voting a lot. Like you've got, you've got Amen, you, and Irvus Pohanenden there. I you've guess got, I should thank the organizers for saving my wallet. <laughs> we got, we got uh, Growing Up is Getting Old in that one. Yes, we also have The Ride and Love is on My Side and The Moon is the Rising. The Ride is fun, though. Which is like, yeah, we got the lucky one in this one. It's like, yeah. That's the thing with this year. I'm still excited to see all the bad songs. Yeah, yeah. It is no. just going to be so much fun to watch and and have fun. It's it's a good it, yeah. They're both good semifinals. Like for as for as much as the consensus is that like semifinal one is kind of the better one, I do think that the second one, if a winner comes from the semifinals. I think it's coming from the second semifinal. I think it's going to be Bulgaria. Switzerland's going to do well, but I don't see it winning. I think 10 years could also still... Snatch it. Snatch it. So I think, like, the odds of it coming from... the Oh, and Austria, of course, could still do it. Uh, Vincent Bueno could still do it, of course. Absolutely. Austria is one of my favorite countries that I've been to. Like, it's gorgeous. We don't see mountains a lot, so going to a... Going to a country with mountains and lakes that you can fucking swim in. And then, you know, we have our automatic qualifiers, which are, of course, uh, Spain, France, Italy, Germany, the UK, and the Netherlands. What a good automatic qualifier lineup. Yeah. What a year. What a what year. What a year. We what are year. very I'm... excited to see what uh, where this brings us and who's going to do well. Um, it's it's good. It's, it's, it's good. I'm sad it's going to be over, but at this point, I'm just... I just want to watch the fucking show. That's where we're going to leave it. Yeah, there's going to be some disappointments, but there is also going to be a lot of, like, delight. You know, there's going to be some like, oh, that didn't make it. Like, for sure, because there's just so much good stuff. Um, But I think we're, you know, we're... The production in Amsterdam is also looking... Rotterdam. Oh my god, who am I, Netta? Uh, Yeah, the production in Rotterdam is also looking... Incredible. It's looking great. They're doing a good job. So this is going to be a really good Eurovision. Um, I'm really excited that we're getting one after, you know, not having anything Even last if we can't year. go. Even if we can't go. It's a good one to come back to. And uh, to, to chime in the new age of Eurovision. It truly is the birth of a new age. 
of Eurovision. That's where we're going to leave it for this year. Yeah. I'm going I'm to miss doing the podcast for a while, Damn. but, you know, who knows? You have something to plug. That's right. I wanted to say that. Um, yes, I would like to plug ESC in Context, uh, a new website that we, we just launched. Uh, I was I was part of, of the contributors writing a piece uh, for the launch. It, it, it's, it's a new website that's that's literally trying to put the, the contest in context some more to go beyond like the, the predictions uh, and the rankings of songs and, and just the news and, and really write some some thing pieces and essays about like the influence of, of politics on the contest and the influence of like music in general and really really get um get context for the contest um it's precisely what you've always wanted it's to precisely do. what i've always enjoyed doing i'm working on more content for that and we're all doing that um but we figured like we, we'd launch now to just have some uh some things to say about this contest while we still can uh so i wrote a piece on there along with the other contributors um trying to explain why every single song could win this year's Eurovision Song Contest, and I stand by it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with what I wrote there, um, and I did convince myself that the five songs that I wrote about could, in fact, win Eurovision. So there, there is something to like. You wrote about love is on my side. <laughs> yeah, I wrote about love is on my side, and I mean, no, I didn't really convince myself that that could win. Um, I No chance. Yeah, but I had to like I had to like grapple with the idea of like it did win in Portugal, so there was something there for people to enjoy, and maybe maybe it's just something I don't get, but people will get. Maybe check it out. Um, the other contributors have written some really interesting pieces, and we're working on new ideas. Uh, so that's ESC in context. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision. I don't have anything like Eurovision related to plug, but I'm I've been sewing a lot, and I'm gonna put some projects. I'm going to actually photograph some stuff I've made and put that online. So, Excellent. you know, Excellent. please, please have a look. I've I've been really liking my new cute hobby. And also follow our dog on Instagram. Yeah, that's Chica.Paprika. Chica.Paprika. We want to make her a dog fluencer. Uh, we should post more pictures for that, but yes. Oh, yeah, we, we do not post a lot of pictures, but the ones that we do post are Are great, because so she's cute. great. Um, how do we usually end this podcast? Yeah, now you know what it feels like, right? Now you know how impossible it is to say... It is so fucking impossible. Well, we're just saying that's it a little. We don't have any D&D classes to dole out this time. No, I mean... I didn't. We've gone on too long. We're going to leave you there. That has been it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Good night, Europe. Have a great Eurovision. Have a great Eurovision. Good night, Europe.